0: Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kibley Bell, as she interviews different experts
1: along the caregiving journey. So I am really honored today to sit with Keon Matchett of Keon Matchett Ministries. Keon Matchett is an author, speaker, coach, prayer warrior and licensed minister. It's her passion to inspire hope and empower women to break free from the pain of their past. As a reset strategist, she teaches women how to transform their pain to power and use it as a platform for purpose. Kian has a Bachelor of Arts in Africana Studies and a Master of Arts in Labor and Employment Relations from Rutgers University. She's currently pursuing a certificate in Theologic Studies at the New Brunswick Theological Seminary. Kian has spoken at churches, national conferences, and hosted events on various topics, like prayer, negotiation, pursuing purpose, vision casting, and unleashing your inner power. She uses biblical principles to inspire others to pursue purpose and live their best life. Join me in the care pod as we welcome Keon
0: Matchett. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for the invitation. And I can't wait to have this great deep conversation.
1: Yes. So first, I, I ask every one of my guests their why. I think what most people forget as public servants is that we're human beings and Mm -hmm. that there is a human journey beyond the call to ministry. And that is a great curiosity for me because essentially there's great respect for you in terms of how you shepherd the souls of so many, the pain of so many, yet you may be walking through your own private uh, pains and, and journeys. So I just wanted to, I always ask my guests their why and how you've essentially come to this unique place, this unique mission, if you will, and also, you know, made it about your
0: business to make it a business to sit with people in prayer. Oh gosh, my why is I I don't have a choice. (laughs) I, you know, prayer saved my life. I was called to... ministry when I was 19. Um, I gave my life to the Lord at that age. Um, You know, we went to church, but I didn't really have a deep understanding or personal relationship with God until that time. You know, he was my mother's God. He was my grandmother's God. But at that age, I had went through two tremendous losses. Um, I lost my dad. Um, My 18-year-old sister was killed and taken from me, and she was my rock getting us through the death of our father. And so I felt so abandoned and alone. So I found solace. I found peace and wholeness at the the altar. And I did give God my life. And I did do it a good, you know, two, three solid years. And then I went back. So I was that way for some years, you know, even after I got married and had kids, but there was still that yearning inside of me that there was more, that there was more for me to do. And so When I found myself at my new church, I joined the prayer team, you know, not long after joining. And that's when so many walls that I had up begin to break down. And I realized how powerful prayer can be in in your healing process. And usually sometimes it's so silent because, and when I say silent, yes, we're in communication with God, but we often forget that he is listening, right? And that he is working behind what we can see with our natural eyes. Until you start, you start feeling stronger. You start having more resiliency. You start having a better and clearer mindset. And prayer led me back to my call. And um, I can't abandon it anymore. You know, I'm all in, I'm passionate for the things of God. Um, So at this point, I don't really have a choice. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the peace, the peace that prayer, it seems, have, has given you in your own life. Yes. So, so what do you say when you say, you know, you went back? I understand what that means, right? Yes. But what, what do you say to, there's something very profound you said when you said, you know, listen, I had my grandmother's, you know, faith, I had my mama's faith, but to get to a place where you know what, you're like, I need this faith to know this relationship for myself. What in your life, besides obviously the trauma of that, you know, got you to that unique place?
0: I had a hole in my soul, you know, and when I said I went back, I just abandoned my assignment, right? I stopped walking in my purpose. I was still a mom, you know, I I delved into being a good mom. I delved into being a great, you know, employee and wife, and I did all of those things, but there was something inside of me that was saying there was more. And I knew that I didn't want to leave this life unfulfilled. And so I would, I would, you know, we joined a couple of churches and tried to get reestablished, but I never got active. And I knew with my life, I knew what my call was, that I couldn't be someone who just sat on the sidelines, so to speak, right? That if I was going to fulfill this thing, I had to get my hands dirty in the work, helping people, mentoring women. But I knew that before I could do that, I needed to be healed and whole so that I could do it in a way that really brought some true deliverance and help to others' lives.
1: Absolutely. So who have, who, or share a story of someone that you have helped that has ended up transforming your prayer level, you know, has, has caused you to even draw even nearer uh, in that process.
0: Um, I have a couple of women they come to me and they'll say hey you know if I shared part of my testimony your testimony you know that you shared about your marriage for instance you know really really helped me my transparency and so then that's when I was like oh maybe I could just have like a small core group or work with people one on one and just seeing how much prayer can help people and that's what I did I just started with a prayer call that that's it and we had so many women jumping on the call and just talking about how much it helped them you know how much did it helped them heal how much did it help them you know see their husbands in a different way you know see the things in them that they needed to change and that's when i realized it's more than me right that this prayer really does work, you know, and I love Dr. Milesman Roll's definition of prayer. I always use it. That prayer is earthly license for heavenly interference, right? That Ooh. nothing can happen on earth if a man or woman does not pray.
1: That is amazing. Heavenly interference. I yes. love that. Yes. I love that. So prayer is important business. Even mm-hmm. the non-believer asks for prayer. So just Pivoting a little bit, how do you, how have you made this your business? You made this your personal business, your personal walk. But now, what does this look like for someone who wants to sit with Keon Matchett Ministries?
0: I would say, you know, I have my private Facebook group called Winning Through Prayer, where you can go and ask to come. We would love to have you. It looks like me getting on, sharing, praying. If you wanted to have some one-on-one time, we could schedule that as well. Just you allowing me into your life. And me sharing and being transparent. I'm very transparent. And I think that is, you know, what really helps people the most is when you say, you know, I've been hurt, I've been in vulnerable situations. I've almost thought about committing suicide, right? There was pain that I endured, but as I begin to pray, God began to release, you know, some of those things that were holding me. And I'm telling you this, this past year, I've gone through such a transformation in terms of just my decision-making and this thinking more clearly, but there were things that I had to do to set that in motion, but prayer certainly helped me get to those stages each stage that I needed to be in and so that's what I share with people my journey and how prayer as a tool you know we can ask things in prayer but we can also turn things in prayer right I'm just not asking but I'm turning I'm looking and asking God to change things change me give me answers revelation insight into what I need to do for my life so I can move forward and
1: gratefulness Yes.
0: All of that. Yes. <laughs> so that That is the, the not asking
1: the why.
0: Yes. You know?
1: Need CME credit? Are you a professional caregiver? Check out our courses with full accreditation provided by Evergreen Certification at impactfulcaregiving.com. You know, it's interesting, my, in in terms of caregiving, my one prayer, I've had two major prayers in my life, you know, but the one, as it relates to my own mother has been, Lord, let me be able, Mm -hmm. just let me be able, let me be able to have the strength, the resources, the sound mind, the patience, the blah, the blah, right? Let me be able to honor this woman. It's interesting because in our Facebook group, International Caregiver Exchange, I kind of, you know, dropped that lens a little bit to reveal the personal aspects of caregiving. But I really had this profound aha moment, like, wow, I have had the opportunity to just now at 87, really get into the challenges of caregiving. You know, so to really understand what some caregivers are really walking through mm-hmm. that are having to bathe their, their loved ones and adjust their scheduling around their loved one's needs and really understand the unconditional love uh, when you feed someone, when you're hungry, when you're, when they, you're showering them, but you need a shower, you know, those kind of real aspects have really caused me to even draw nearer in this journey. So what do you say to that person who feels maybe forsaken or exasperated or in the overwhelm or in the frustration of that journey? Uh, what, what do you say to them?
0: I would say to them, I know sometimes we're trying to um, look for answers or or understand, but sometimes we just need to survive it. Just survive the moments, And you can use prayer as a tool for your self-care, but also I would say you have to perhaps get counseling, therapy. I always say you can have Jesus and a therapist. You can pray (laughs) (laughs) and take your medicine, right? Like I believe, yes, I believe. I know God is a healer, but in the meantime, I'm going to pray and I'm going to take my high blood pressure medicine because that's what my doctor told me I need to do. So it's just using it as a practical tool and understanding as human beings, we are going to get overwhelmed. We are going to get stressed, but we have to put in place some practices, some tools of self-care you know that we call out we reach out to someone if we need help if the day is that overwhelmed and i can't do it right now can you come over and help me I always say that to the women that i mentor you have to have a 911 person right someone you can call in emergency that if you are just saying i have a bad day can you just listen to me cry you know yeah yeah and yeah that person just listens to you prays for you, encourages you so you can dust yourself back off, go back in there and care, because that's what you know you're called to do at this time.
1: Absolutely. And having the safe spaces, I think, for one another, you know, especially as leaders and public servants. um, I think that was a lot of my why in the Facebook group to say, hey, (laughs) we are going through too." you know, your doctor bleeds, your doctor cries, you know, there is there are pain points there. So tell me, you know, what do you say to the one who says, you know what, I don't know how to pray." I don't have the words to that are eloquent or this beautiful prayer. Uh, What do you say to that person that wants to speak with God, wants to take that first step, but doesn't know how?
0: I would say you don't have to be eloquent, that you speak from your heart. I tell people you can talk to God, because I do this all the time, the way you're talking to a friend. You know, the way you would call a friend and say, hey, I'm in trouble (laughs) today, God, I need you. This is rough. Right. And that your prayers don't have to be long. It's not about quantity it's quality. If you give him a good solid 10 minutes and you're just talking and reflecting and speaking to him, he receives those prayers. And don't put yourself up against someone else that you see. I have people too that I admire how they pray and the words they use. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish I could pray like that. But you have to pray according to your knowledge, but also according to to who you know God is to you. And if you start from there, because I know what he's done for me, You'll find the words as you reflect over your life and the different things that He's done for you. You will begin to find the words, and He will begin to answer. And it's like you said. You said, you know, I just your prayer that you asked while you're, you know, taking care of your mom. That's a simple prayer, but it's powerful. You know, yeah, yeah. people. Yeah, it could be Lord, help me, give me strength. That's a prayer, and He's gonna answer.
1: The other prayer I have is you know, Lord, let me not misrepresent who you are, Mm -hmm. right? So we have, you know, colleagues across our spaces. So, you know, I oftentimes think, you know, what if I grew up Muslim? Or what if I, you know, grew up Jewish? Or, you know, we tend to Christianity misrepresented and oftentimes uh, ostracized, unfortunately, In this space, but yet, you know, I find our cohorts or colleagues in those spaces, you know, advocate for their own religious space. So how do you reconcile that? Like, I, I have great respect for those people who sit with their God, you know, not negating who I know God to be for myself. But how do we not do that? You know, not misrepresent who God is. You know, because there's many times where I've said, Lord, in my frustration, in my arrogance or overwhelm, you know, I may not have reflected your fruit the best way I know. So how how do we come together, I think, is the question.
0: I think we should have more conversations about it. You know, like you have your group is international. It's pulling in, you know, someone who may be Muslim or of another faith and us just sitting down together. It's not... I'm not going to try to convert you. That's not what you want. And you don't want to find out more about, you know, my Jesus, but it doesn't mean we can't sit together, you know, and work on things and help people, you know, and I think we miss out on those opportunities and we can't be that closed off because we can help each other, you know, at the heart of it, it's the love of God that keeps us going. And so we just need to be able to, you know, have panel discussions have meetings, you know, just talk about it and find ways that we can work collectively together to make the platform, caring for people, giving people resources because everybody isn't going to be Christian. And so we have to be cognizant of that and not ignore it and not ignore those who do want to help, you know, and especially help you move your platform forward because they need the the encouragement and information that you share.
1: Mm -hmm. Tell me... What is your answer to leave and cleave in the caregiver space? You know, I get a lot of questions around this. Marriages, even my own, being strained and stressed by the decision-making around where to live, where to be, how to support, how to care, how to honor your mother and father, how to honor your husband or wife, blended families. What is that answer? Because even in my own life, I have difficulty in that balance, not robbing myself of motherhood, frankly, you know, with two little ones, while at the same time trying to honor an older and then trying to be a wife, barely, (laughs) and then trying to do the self-care. So my healing is at bedside. My healing is at work. It really is. By healing, the first day back at work after my mother had this recent emergency, I walk in and it is the two patients I had. The first one was a woman crying at bedside. Her mother was in kind of a higher functioning independent living situation, but has now exhibited uh, the fact that she needed more care, had had a fall. She was so distraught and it was like here I am. I just went through this. I can help you not only from a clinical standpoint, but I see you woman. I see you. The next room was a son, a son uh, who advocated for his mother so beautifully, so refreshingly that it, it was, and it continues to be when I see the men caregiving, I guess maybe because I know I have sons that I'm raising in this regard. So, I'm able to speak to it. But in that healing is also the healing or the ill of the family and how to strike that balance. So, what would you say?
0: That's a lot. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. I would say, especially for people who are married, I haven't come to that point yet um, in life with my mom or even with my husband's mom. Um, But I've seen it, you know, with um, one of my cousins and it can tear a marriage apart. And the main thing I would say is for you um, to keep communication open. You got to be on the same page, pray together, make decisions together. And it's hard because you got to honor because I always said to my my one cousin who wanted his wife to stop working. And I said, how is that possible to take care of my aunt, his mom, which was her mother in law? But they couldn't afford to do that. And I said, would you do the same? If it was on the other end, would you stop working to take care of her mom? You know, you have to be able to look at it holistically and have those hard conversations, you know, because he didn't wanna put his mother in a nursing home. And I totally understood that, but it was gonna put such a strain on the marriage, on their finances. So they had to come to a resolution. They had to come head to head and pray, talk about it, and make the best decision. And you can't then guilt the person, right? Whatever you're going to do, if you're going to say, I'm going to support you, you know, your your mom, your dad can move in with us, then that's the decision. And we have to stick to that decision. When things get stressful, we can't then throw it back in each other's faces. We've agreed to this. And if we start feeling stressed, we need to pause. You know, we need to call someone to come in, sit with mom or dad while we go out, while we just readjust and reset. You mm-hmm. have to keep so, communication going.
1: Yes. The date nights, the the time set aside, the boundaries, I'm hearing boundaries, setting boundaries.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. And also for you, the caregiver, it's so important. I read this book by Peter Scazzaro called, he has two that I really like, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality and Emotional Healthy Discipleship. But he talks about being able to really leave space for rest you know, for a pause, whether, however that looks like for you, if it's 10, 15 minutes, something where you're being reflective, practice in solitude, silence. If you have to get up early before everybody else gets up, just to spend time to get your thoughts together, you know, and find something that you delight in, you know, that, that brings you joy, you know, that you enjoy that kind of refreshes you and renews you, you know, because you need to be replenished because if you keep pouring out you're going to be depleted. And sooner or later, Mm -hmm. no one's going to be able to depend on you. Your children, right? Your patients, you know, your spouses, your mom, whoever you're caring for, that you need to find something that gives you delight and joy, whatever that is. I don't care if it's taking a salsa class and learning how to dance (laughs) or, you know, whatever makes you smile, whatever makes you radiate from within, you got to make space to do that thing so that you feel that you're being re-energized.
1: Absolutely. I have to that having the Facebook group, and I don't know if you you understand this, but it is, it holds you accountable now. So, yeah. I mean, I know I'm accountable to my patients. Like Monday, I'm getting my colonoscopy and endoscopy every turn of the year. I do my maintenance health. Right. But I, you know, I see these members and I say to myself, okay, okay I had to leave mom and I had to, Get still to do a vision for 23. What are the patterns I want to break? You know, what are the goals that I, I want to set for myself and my family and etc. But being able to set the boundary to say, you know, not for these few hours, I need to set aside this time to do this. So that that's an important uh, reflection. So i i really enjoyed this i could go on and on a uh, couple of things how does someone sit with you how do we find you tell us all the goods uh, in terms of how we we one would find you
0: sure you can follow me on facebook under keon Matchet ministries You can also go to Facebook and search for the group Winning Through Prayer, and you can um, ask to be part of the group. And you can go to my website. It's www.keon.org. And I spell my name Q-U-I-O-N-N-E. So www.keon.org. You can connect with me there. You can click a link to connect with me and we can form a relationship. And I would love love to get to know you better. Beautiful.
1: So close us out with a special prayer for our CarePod audience.
0: Oh, absolutely. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for Dr. Kipley. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for um, her Facebook group. I thank you for her platform for caregivers. It's at the heart of who you are. You said we are to honor our mother and father. We are to take care of the widows, those who are downtrodden, who need our help. So God, I ask that you breathe new life over them, breathe strength over them. God, renew them, restore them, revive them. God, Lord hold them close. Let them feel you like never before. Even if someone today is feeling like they're on the verge of a breakdown, God, I ask that you would just bring peace to their mind, remove anxiety, stress, Lord, that they would be connected to people who love them and people who will pour back into them, God. So we thank you that they are precious in your sight, and I know that they are blessed, and I pray that they will continue to walk in the power of who they are and lean on you during the hard times so that they can continue to be the caregivers that their loved one needs. And it's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much.
0: Great information right from the source. For more information on how to care give like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at CarePod at impactfulcaregiving.com.